Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. Very low-fi edition because it's too warm. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, summer rugby. They're going to be hot tomorrow, Phil, at the Totally Wicked Stadium, especially the women, because they're going to get the brunt of the heat of the Saints. And we're going to find out who is the fittest between Saints and Leeds. That's what we are going to find out tomorrow. Um, not necessarily in the men's game, which we're all expecting Saints to win, but I guess we're expecting Saints to win the women's game as well. But before all that, International Week has been and gone here, not in not in Australia because they've got all those internationals coming up. And what did Lebanon beat Malta today? Did I read? They did thirty points to fourteen. So it started in the Southern Hemisphere. Well done, the, the Lebanon. Biggest uh, week of international rugby league for a long time. It's all good. It's all exciting. Um, we of course had our pretend international, which was hilariously um, the men. That is. Um, what what amused me this weekend more than anything was, and this is nothing to do with rugby league really. The reaction to England rugby union losing to the Barbarians, <laughs> it's much as that it wasn't even the first choice England team, and everyone's got the knives out. Freddie Jones, I'm thinking, bloody hell, it's a good job, uh, you know, no, it's a good job we won. Otherwise, Sean Wayne would be out on his backside because <laughs> not we've got any of the NRL players. It, it's it was a win. It was a win, and there you go. We beat the Combined Nations All-Stars. I think there were there were a couple of things. One is don't read too much into it, and I don't think either of the coaches of either of those teams were doing that. I think they realised, again, that you know it was the best it could possibly be given the, the pull-outs and obviously the lack of NRL-based England players. So accept it for what it is. 
Um, you know, it was a competitive hit out, which is what Sean Wayne wanted. It was a highly motivated team against him, which is what Ellery Hanley will always bring you. I think the one great positive for England um, was not that they won, but the fact that their defence looked really good on the line. And, uh, and, and I would say that that's what Sean Wayne will be building. I, I heard him talking about doesn't want to particularly invest in individual performances at this stage and John Bateman's still got a lot of work to do. I mean, John Bateman to me looked like a shoo-in for, for the World Cup. He was back to his absolute best and, and, and you know, no disrespect to, to anybody who was at Wigan last year, but clearly he played his best rugby at Wigan under Sean Wayne. He knows how he, he likes him to play and what he expects of him and, and vice versa. So I think, you know, there, there were some positives Um I think, you know, Cruz Leeming perhaps set down a little bit of a marker saying if you're not sure about who your hooker might be or who your second hooker might be, if you if you want it to be Mickey McAlorum starting, then, um, you know, I can't do any more than perhaps outplay the other two. Um, Jack Wellsby looked really comfortable in a in an international arena, which is great. Um, you know, people are already saying what, what's his best position going to be. Sam Tonkins managed the team. Superbly great to see Callum Watkins back. So yeah, I mean, just accept it for what it is. The, the the only downside for me was clearly before the game, both the RFL and Warrington put out a release saying, you know, seating is virtually sold out. Uh, and when I you know tuned in, uh, I, I could see half of those seats were vacant. Now. I, I don't know if that's part of a scheme whereby if you're an R League member, you bought one ticket and you were allocated another two and and maybe those other two didn't come. Um, but I know that the official attendance was listed as over 9,000. And I just think we've got to be careful sometimes that we don't create a PR rod for our own back. Um, you know, it was faithfully reported, including by yours truly, that that's what the RFL and uh, Warrington had said. And, and, you know, there were there were people, understandably, on social media saying, you're promoting a lie. Well, I, I don't think we were doing that. I think we were hoping that, you know, it would be good. And I have to say the atmosphere was great. And there were a lot of people there for the women's game, which was excellent as well. But um, I think that's, a you know, m- maybe something PR-wise we need to look at. Certainly don't take a picture of the players with a trophy in front of an empty stand. Although, why did they get a trophy anyway? Why did why did England get a trophy against France in the women's international when they didn't against Wales the other week? What, where were these trophies? What where were they from? What's the point? We're not rebuking where everyone gets a trophy in every game. No, and and again, I think clearly if there is nobody in the stadium, and it's a photo opportunity. Then maybe take those pictures in the dressing room amongst the players themselves. So yeah, but again, I, I just don't think we should read too much into that game. I I was concerned that we wouldn't get a lot of people there. We did. I think you know that there were clearly there was clearly a good crowd. More than anything for the television, there was a good atmosphere, and that's what we wanted. I think there was an appetite for international rugby league, and you know we, we shouldn't just focus on. The three England games, we could talk about all of those. But, you know, that Wales played um, Italy women in, in cross keys and won, had, had their first win ever, first competitive win. That's fantastic. You know, the, the Italian women are, are only really at the germination stage as well of what they're doing. So to get them to come over and play a game in Wales, fantastic. Um, now, Scotland and Ireland wheelchair played as well. And the, and the Welsh men's team went over to France. And again, seeing the pictures that came back, the crowd that was there, um, you know, that looked like an incredibly worthwhile 
exercise uh, and a very credible scoreline. And, you know, Wales hadn't played for over 1,300 days. Uh, French people we know are passionate about International Rugby League and they've got a World Cup now to build up to. Again, I thought that was a win-win. So it's been a, it's been a really good weekend. And, and, and anybody who saw the wheelchair game would, would say that, you know, England-France wheelchair, which were the two top-ranked teams, so it should have been the best game of the weekend. It was. And again, uh, if I was to have one uh, minor bugbear after watching that game, that was a very strong French team. We didn't need to keep stressing and emphasising who wasn't playing for them. Uh, you know, they, they picked 10 very, very good players. Uh, they will get stronger when they bring the four guys in that, that, that weren't there, as indeed we will. That that was a slightly experimental tent um, by Tom Coyd because he, he included a couple of players that he wanted to see either bought back or, or first caps. And, and, and he, he may well have a very different 10 come the, well, slightly different 10 come the, the World Cup. Just accept that for, again, we've beaten the number one ranked nation. It looked magnificent. It was a fantastic game. It, it, it ticked every box you could possibly want in terms of greater awareness and it being on Sky. I, I think, you know, th- this weekend and, and what's coming in the Southern Hemisphere, it's just heartening because, I, I you know, I believe this is the low-hanging fruit of rugby league into the international game. And uh, the sport would be so much better if, if as I'm told, we're going to get maybe next month a regular calendar. How many times have you heard that, though? Well, that's why I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, necessarily uh, write a headline about it, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I think it was put off slightly because of the delay in the World Cup. Because this year, twenty twenty two, should have been the start of international competition that leads into qualifying for the twenty twenty five World Cup. So that's all been delayed and a bit concertinaed. But again, looking at, at, at what's happening with the African nations um, and the fact that they're going to be on a, a qualifying. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's just nice. Oh, to, sorry, did I go off then? No, you I went off here. I think, I think oh, you sorry, stopped. your, your battery stopped. It was like you stopped, but the, the, <laughs> no, no, I, th- I couldn't hear myself, so I thought I'd gone <laughs> off. But no, it's like a you know, the conveyor belt has started in places like Africa and uh, the Americas, and and this is what we want, we want to see more of it. And um, and and the, the talent pools that we can tap into are. Are not in the traditional areas anymore, as, as you know, as, as may have been hinted in the current issue of a certain half decent magazine, as it's called by one of its columnists, not me. Um, but you go into the international dimension, and you'll you'll find players. You do need you do need a break from Super League and the Championship and League One, especially Super League, where you do get a lot of the same fixtures come along with great regularity. So it's nice to have a break from. Seeing Wakefield again, Salford again, which which comes up this week, which is a big game. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, but but there will be injuries as well. There's always collateral damage, and there will be some players who, unfortunately, will come out of those games and uh, you know not be able to play for their team this week and, and possibly longer. But but you know that that is um, why I think the domestic season needs to be foreshortened to try and take account of that. And there'll be. As we see with international sport, thousands are heading the over the next few days, getting apps. Well, in this weather, geez, I hope, I hope the St. John Ambulance are there. Wouldn't uh, you like an ice cream franchise? Some uh, giant beer snakes on the notorious Western Terrace. But uh, people like international sport, people will be watching the netball in the Commonwealth Games who wouldn't have watched it before and stuff. So that's how we can uh, and, and capitalize on the World Cup. Well, I think you're right about the cricket because a lot of people will buy those tickets in advance, but actually, it's a dead rubber. 
but it doesn't matter. It's in, it's international competition, and um, you know I, I, it should always be the pinnacle of any sport. Ben Stokes will get a trophy at the end of it. I don't know. I don't know what England and uh, New Zealand play for, uh, but I'm sure they'll have some. The Baskerville Shield, obviously. But they'll, they'll play the, the Sir Richard Hadley Trophy. That's that. It probably is actually. I, I think you're right. I just made that up. I think it's Hadley both. I don't know. There, there, there'll be some trophy anyway. It's not sponsored by Texaco anymore. That that was the olden days. Or cigarettes. Um, so it was a, a, a positive afternoon at Warrington. Whatever the crowd was, everyone seemed to enjoy it. That was good. Uh, I still think it's perhaps, especially with the All Stars concept, something you can take outside of our world, and it might attract yeah. people to watch. And, and when I say world, I don't mean just take it to Doncaster. I mean somewhere further afield, like Newcastle or something, because you can sell an All Stars team to the people at large, because they don't really know who's an all-star anyway, but we can... But, uh, yeah, I, I think the issue for that is something that we touched on last week, that if you are going to do that, if you're going to take it to a potentially new audience, you need to name that all-stars team earlier than the, the Monday of the week of the game and build it up, build up the rivalries. If, if people don't really know who this all-stars team is, you can, you can tell some stories about them. The trouble is, you know... Ellery doesn't know who's coming into his camp until literally, well, as we saw with David Fafita, as the phone rings, in he comes. So um, I, I think it is hard to take that out of a, a traditional place. I, I would hope. Um, I think we, we know as well that from next year, all of the internationals are going to be moved to the end of the season. And that's going to happen in both hemispheres, I believe. Um, so there will be a, a return to tours of some some description or other, and and that that will be incoming and outgoing, which which is great. Um, so, so I think the you know if if we're going to have a proper international calendar between world ranking nations with every game counting for ranking points, there is no all stars concept anymore. So you know, so uh, the all stars has been and gone. I mean, I, w- I would like. Um... All-star voting like they have in America where the fans vote. And, and granted, everyone will vote for their own favourite players and it'll be like the statue at Wembley all over again. Um, in the game before... I, th- that, I think I think the issue for that as well is that, that there has to be um, a, an equal distribution of talent as well. So, you know, you would, it wouldn't be fair to say to St Helens, we want four of your players for England and six of your players for, for the All-Stars. And, and then, you know, they're playing a reserve team the next week it, it has to be a balance and I think both um, Sean Wayne and, and Ellery Hanley sat down and said it, it's not necessarily about picking necessarily the best 17 who is available for the All-Stars how can we get some equity uh, across the competition and make sure that the you know all the coaches will agree to release their players so does that mean we're going to get rid of the combined nations after two years, <laughs> well, I, I would. You know, anything that you can't get a cap. That was the other thing on the commentary. Of course, oh, yeah. they were talking about people getting caps, and uh, and there won't be any. So, you know, I, I get that for this year. I think we said it on last week's podcast. It was important that England had a meaningful mid-season international that that meant that Sean Wayne could take all the footage he needed from it and go back to the players and say, you know, that was what I'm looking for. That That's not, you know, you you excelled yourself. You know, you, you're not in my thoughts anymore. What, whatever it might be. Um, and and that was probably the better option that was available. But, uh, but no, I don't, I don't see a future in that. Big controversial anthem news, of course, last week from uh, Courtney Winfield-Hill, who said... She would sing both when England play Australia, if England play Australia. So, you know, that, that'll upset the right kind of people. So that's good. Um, 
And, and she, she looked right in, in England colours. We need to ask her wife, though, because she's won a World Cup. Uh, we need to get some advice on her and how to win a World Cup. Because um, congratulations, England, on beating France. But we've still got some work to do. Emily Rudge, record cap holder now as well, uh, despite being ridiculously young. So, uh, and, it, it, yeah, and, and again, there, there were some good in, good individual performances, but I'm not sure they gelled as a team. Um, I think there were, there were you know, similarities against the game against Wales. And it's not about whether they won or lost or how many points they scored. It's about did they look like good combinations? And I think there's still a bit of work for Craig Richards to do on that. Um, but, but the great thing from a, a French point of view, um, and a couple of their players were astonishing on defence. There, there was a front-on tackle by their hooker that was as good as anything I've seen this year in Super League. They are improving. And again, you know, International Rugby League is, yes, it's about your nation doing the best it can be and laying down a marker, but it's also about having more and more competitive games. If, if England play France in the women's game next year, then we can expect even better out of France. It would have been great as well for England assistant coach Deck Hardman to get a week in camp with Leeds halfbacks Courtney Winfield Hill and uh, Georgia Roach ahead of this week's game as St Helens led by Derek Hardman uh, take on Leeds with uh, Courtney Winfield Hill and, and Georgia Roach. That's me being cynical and funny. Don't, don't take it as serious. Oh, but I, someone's been in touch. Um, last right. week, I said, why were Wales playing England at the same time as games in the Super League? And it's because they had to fit games in because Castleford dropped out of the top division and moved into the second one. So they had to play them at some point. Now, I still stand by they could have played them later in the day, but um, that's why there were games on. Not that they affected the squads, of course, uh, as we know. But um, it's going to be interesting, interesting game on, on Thursday night. And, and the interesting thing from Australia is now there's a salary cap in the NRLW. There is money there. Young British players, and you know, you see the story today of the three northeast-based Leeds Rhinos players looking for money for petrol because it's expensive to come and train and play. So there's no money in our sport. Some of our young players have, you know, if if they've got the opportunity, and it's you know, it's not easy just to move to the other side of the world or whatever. But let's hope they can get some of them over there and get the experience in the NRLW. I think there's there's a couple of things with that. The first is that the NRLW is expanding to 10 teams and it was only going to be eight. So clearly they are going to be on the lookout for for talent or each of the uh, the, the teams that have been accepted uh, are all linked to men's NRL teams and they all have, um, I think, a great reservoir of proven talent. So they, they, can, they are self-sustainable at the moment anyway. But I do think the... Um, the there will be an opportunity perhaps for maybe a, you know, let's say a Georgia Roach who's, who's still very young and incredibly talented and a, a former woman of steel of teenage years, um, not that long ago to, to maybe go and test herself over there. And it, and it wouldn't do the England team any, any harm whatsoever. We just got to be a little bit careful that we don't lose too many of our resources in the same way that the men's game is, is facing that as well. We have to be aware of the fact that sooner or later we do need to look at, some kind of payment for top echelon women's Super League players who are in an international programme. Um, and I think that will come because I, I do think that the the, inc- the increasing interest in women's sport will bring commercial sponsors, whatever that sport. Uh, and it might well be somebody who doesn't deal in rugby league at the moment and, and isn't at all interested in the men's game. Um, it could well be that, you know, there is a sponsor out there who, 
you know, has seen the fact that the women's sport brings such a benefit to to companies that sponsor them that they'll look at rugby league and say, well, for very little we can invest in that. I think the the World Cup is massive for that, for getting commercial um, um, investors. I also think that um, clearly whatever. Um, instruction or advice IMG are taking and they haven't now entered into a, a consultation period with the sport I would imagine a lot of people will be saying to them we need to promote the women's game get some money in it um now it wouldn't take a lot to I don't think the players want to go full time it's, it's very hard for them a lot of them have got you know very valuable jobs in teaching and um, at the service industries and, um, and wouldn't want to give them up. They, you know, a lot of them are, are family, are family people as well, and have young families. So, you know, I don't think they're looking necessarily to be full-time rugby players, but certainly with the um, with what's happening with inflation at the moment and uh, the cost of living crisis, then yes, I, I think they would welcome a contribution towards their training expenses. And uh, I don't think we're too. We, I don't think we're that far off that. Four-game ban for uh, Rhiannon Marshall at York. I've not read the the, the reasoning because they haven't put it up on the uh, on the RFL website because you know it's something for me to read when I get bored. Um, but so York will be on. I don't know who York play this week actually because the big game obviously Saints versus Leeds uh, tomorrow. As you mentioned, the woman of steel. What what does the player, the best player in the wheelchair super league get? The wheel of steel. Is it the wheel of steel? Because I because I was wondering. No, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know. Because these are the questions we need to ask. I'll, I'll ask them on Saturday. I'll ask, what, what do they get? Because we know they get the golden boot. We know that. So yeah. It's a, but because it's men and women, whatever gender, you can play a wheelchair rugby league. So you can't just have a man of steel. So we need, we need to find that out. That's the thing we need to find out. Um, England beating France. Very impressed with France going for drop goals. Always good to see a 1-0 scoreline in rugby league. That's always good. Um, I'm guessing that somebody said, if you get to the last on, on a set of six, then come away with anything. Because um, they were 20 points down, I think, when they went for the second one, which was, uh, again, not going to change the outcome of the game. But what what a spectacle. Librias instead of Librias. No, great game. And, and great ahead of the World Cup that England have shown they can beat France because France are the, the holders. And it gives a little bit of extra spice ahead of the, the tournament coming up. Mm. Can't wait. I think that there's a genuine rivalry there. Um, I think, again, people like, Seb Bashara, who plays in France, but is an England international. It, it all adds to the the magic and the mystique. Um, no, I'm 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 sold. Uh, you know, all being well, will be in Hull on uh, a Saturday afternoon for the Wheelchair Challenge Cup final, which is the version two of England and France, isn't it? With uh, the Rhinos against the Dragons. So um, I'm expecting that again. That rivalry will be carried into the club environment. As somebody said to me this week, it is actually the World Club Challenge of Rugby League. Because uh, they are the two best uh, teams from from different international areas at the moment. It, it's not an Australian team, so so it could be double billed if you like. As not only the Challenge Cup final, but the uh, the World Club as well. Oh, let's put that as an extra event. Let's have another one. Let's let's get that at the end of the season. Although not this season, because we we need to keep the players fresh for the World Cup. But uh, let's kick off next season with the uh, the Champions of Super League versus the best team in France as a. Another idea. It, it, it is something where you every time there's a wheelchair game on TV and people are exposed to it, they all go, oh, it's great, this. We just need to find a way of capitalising on that and saying, well, here's the next one. I mean, it's all right this week because here's the Challenge Cup final, but after that, where's the next one after that? We need to get these games out there somehow. 
in a more easier to find format for people? Well, there's going to be obviously the continuation of this year's Super League tournament uh, in wheelchair. And again, I think, you know, you're going to get the chance to, if you're a Wigan fan or a, um, you know, a, a London Roosters fan, uh, yeah, yeah, to, to, to see these games, they're on your doorstep. Um, so I, I, I would um, encourage everyone to, you know, to check out where they're played. Uh, local sports all to you if you, if you live in the north, north, uh, east or the northwest. Um, go and see a game. You 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 will not be disappointed. And to see it live is different again, as as we've often said. And now having had you know less than an hour of experience, I'm obviously an expert on the thing. So uh, get me on the telly. I could be on the BBC this week. Get me on there. I could, it's all right, Jamie Jones. It's all right, Jamie Jones. We kind of getting in a chair and pretending he now knows the game. You you've done that session. I've done it. I, I mean, I, I hid on the wing, which was very much my career in rugby league as a whole. But I, I've done it now. Um. Has anyone been sat this week? I, I, I'm not caught up with... Uh, Eamon O'Carroll left, oh, Newcastle. left Newcastle. For a job somewhere uh, else which hasn't been announced yet, has it? Catalan Dragons. Ah. Assistant right. coach. He's going back to France. Fair enough. I mean, Newcastle's all right, but I see people saying, um, oh, I don't fancy... If you were a coach, you wouldn't fancy Newcastle because you don't appear to have the last say over signings, but that is that the case at every job? I don't know. Obviously, Rowan Smith is starting well, they've, they've to just leads as well, isn't he? Well, they've just signed Oliver Roberts, who's not a bad signing for uh, for the championship. The Ireland, current current Ireland international. Um, so no, I, I I think with an investor there, uh, you you actually would take on that job because you you've got you've got real potential. I think they have underachieved a little bit from what I think we expected this year, and I'm not, I, I don't think that's why he's gone. I think he's gone because he's been offered a, an opportunity to go back to France and. And be involved in a in a very very professional setup under Steve McNamara, and, and why wouldn't you turn that down? So um, no, I, I think uh, Newcastle is is a plum job for a for a coach for sure. Featherston have already signed two players this week, so uh, I know Lee have just uh, extended the uh, contact of the man who was key in the eighteen ninety five Cup final in Pape. But uh, we'll see we'll see who else they sign this week. Because no doubt someone will. Um, as the championship returns this week, having had a week, I, I saw people getting upset that there was no championship or league one action last week. But it made sense if there's internationals and Wales and Scotland and Ireland and what well, I know they, they all didn't play, but they are going to take players from the lower divisions more than Super League. So yeah, I, I, I think it was a shame that Scotland didn't play Ireland. They, they did at wheelchair, but not at uh, the men's running game. And I think that that you know would have completed a. A, a nice set of fixtures and, and those uh, nations, if they played, if Jamaica had managed to, to play an international, which I know they well, wanted they to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, then again, a, a lot of championship and league one players would have been involved. So it made absolute sense to you know, have a clear weekend. What doesn't make sense. Um, we were talking about this when uh, the challenge cup final was on uh, and certain junior leagues were scheduling fixtures is, is on magic weekend. The same thing is happening that, uh, you know, that, that there are certain junior leagues, not a million miles away from Newcastle that do indeed have teams from the Northeast in some of their divisions saying, we expect you to be playing cup matches and continuation cup matches and rearranged league fixtures at the same time that magic's going on. And you're going, no, we should be taking the kids to magic if we're serious about you know, filling St. James's Park, giving them a great experience, them saying they want to go back for the start of the World Cup. We, we have to be better coordinated as a sport. I mean, I have no ties to amateur rugby bar 
my nephews play for a club, but I, I don't have any, I, I didn't play for a club when I was younger. I, I haven't watched them. So I've got none of those ties to things, but it does appear sometimes that we're almost beholden sometimes to the community game or the amateur game. And, and everything should focus on, people won't like me saying this, but everything should focus on Super League because that's the top division, the one that sells everything, that sells the product to everyone. But I know that can't always be the case, but, well, I think if you get if you're a young kid of of you know your nephew's age, and he's playing oh, for his local, and he's playing for his local team, and he and he you know he he sometimes gets taken to Wakefield or maybe you know heaven forbid Featherstone. Um, I only say heaven forbid because uh, I, I know that's an anathema to your good self. I you know I, I would take a kid to Featherstone at the moment, and I took you got fam- Yeah, I know. You got fam- but you would think that the chance to take them to a major stadium um, and a big event and and get them used to perhaps the World Cup's going to be even bigger than this. You, you would want to do that rather than necessarily playing another game in his, his own junior league. And I, I don't know why we can't coordinate things better. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we can't. I'll tell you what was surprising. I didn't realise this until afterwards because I was working last Saturday. No uh, national radio coverage of an England Rugby League International last week, which is a bit dis- I know it's the, the Rugby Union Premiership thing was on and other stuff, but that, that seems to be a bit bizarre. Mind you, it probably doesn't come under any kind of radio broadcast deal we've got. So, Yeah, I think that's probably it, that um, it's a fixture that is arranged in, in, in addition to that that goes out for sale or, um, you know, but, but I am surprised that, you know, even there wasn't um, a local radio presence uh, in, in the Northwest that then could have perhaps fed it into a commentaries page for, for the nationals. But, you know, I, I think the fact that the BBC are doing all 61 games of the world cup across all three tournaments. I think there'll be a lot of interest in the PDRL one as well, which is an, an associated tournament. But but clearly, if I'd, I'd think Adam Hills will play for Australia in that, and uh, that, that'll that give it some you know, some impetus and kudos. I think, you know, we, we, we will see International Rugby League front and centre for, for you know, five, six weeks. And, and it's what we do after it rather than missing a mid-season game that had limited value. We did make the uh, the headlines this week, though. For first um, yeah, first news item on oh. on most broadcasters. I, I woke up. I, I, I was awake in the middle of the night, and it came on. Uh, what was I listening to? Classic FM. I mean, they never have they never have rugby league on their news bulletins at five in the morning. What's going on here? Well, there you go. Sometimes we exist. Sometimes I think we might have more to say on that next week. Yeah, I don't think we'll have anything to say because we haven't got a clue, but uh, I'll guess. Well, I, I just think it's it's got to be a very nuanced way of dealing with it rather than hard and fast. The, the fact is rugby league is a contact sport. It isn't golf, it isn't darts, it isn't snooker. Um, you know, I, I, there is, as we've said, a duty of care and a health issue across the uh, across the sport, which the sport hasn't said it's it's banning forever transgender players playing it's saying it needs more evidence and so for the moment they're not going to allow them to play in the world cup that that's what it actually said they ha- no, nobody's actually been banned whatever the headlines may say and i think you know we're, yeah you, let's let's say and i and i heard this example used this week so it's not mine uh, but it's a very good one 
Um, let's say Leslie Viner-Colo decided he would uh, transition. Uh, no reason why he shouldn't. We would all support him. Um, you wouldn't want him necessarily running at Courtney Winfield Hill at this particular moment, would you? Otherwise, he's still any good. Will we get an England to? In the same duty of care argument goes to women's Super League teams who throw 16-year-old girls into their squads before. Yeah, I, I, I just think... A whole, yeah. it, is, it is a difficult... difficult. No, I, th- I think the whole thing is we, we are an inclusive sport. We've got evidence of that, including... Uh, you know, we, we may have some more on that next week, which is, which is vitally important. There is an opportunity for most people, um, irrespective of, you know, sex, gender, race, whatever it might be, to play and be involved with and welcomed in rugby league. Um, but clearly there are some some margins where we just need to make sure that, you know, the, the, there was talk in Australia, I think Phil Gould may have suggested it, that, you know, we're obsessed with age groups, with with kids. You know, you're under five or you're under six or you're under, under 10. Actually, what we should be obsessed with is things like height and weight and development. And you shouldn't be pitting somebody who's 10 and can grow a beard against somebody who's 10, but, you know, hasn't yet started maturing in any way whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, you know, let's let's have that debate. Let's make sure that everybody is included in that debate. Let, let's try and keep every door open um, as, as best we can. But also let, let's bear in mind that, you know, if we're serious about duty of care, um, you know, it may there, there may be certain opportunities denied for the greater good of all. Let's uh, let's have that debate. Well, we've got someone who knows what they're talking about on the programme. That's a very good idea. I think as all opposed- this has shown is I certainly don't know what I'm talking about. As opposed to people on forums and social media who don't know what they're talking about. It's the latest bogeyman to, uh, but it, but it definitely isn't some they somebody should or shouldn't. I think it it just has to be a bit more than that. Uh, so the World Cup is coming. We're excited. A rugby league in Super League and the Championship and League One is back this weekend. Double header at the Totally Wicked Stadium on Thursday. Saints versus Leeds, both on Sky. That's going to be good. Wheelchair Cup final on Saturday. It's going to be, it's going to be a great week. There you go. There, there's inclusivity for you. Men's Super League, Women's Super League, and the uh, Wheelchair Challenge Cup all on TV in some form or another over the next few days, which is what we want. And we're getting there. And in wheelchair, as we've said, you know, it's it's mixed gender. It's it's people with um, different abilities and disabilities, and, and they all play together. And that that is the utopia we're trying to get. And just because a headline says banned, I, I, you know, Let's all not get a bit carried away at the moment. We need to promote our personalities. Channel 4 did that with their little film about Joe Westerman. Why the yep. official Super League podcast continues to not speak to players and speaks to administrators, I've got no idea. And they've got more listeners than us, so I can, you know, it's punching up, not punching down, so it's all right. I just, I can't understand. They've got access to everyone in the sport, every single player. I don't want to hear from administrators, he says getting someone in the program in the future. This is a different thing. There's your shop so, window. The other thing is, um, are you tearful about the um, the end of Bellevue? I know that you're... Well, um, it's only one stand being knocked down. I'm not looking down the whole thing. Well, you don't know that um, it might be like a domino. Right, well, just all falls one down. St- could do. Well, you have to find out. When I make my documentary, which I've got the uh, rushes for, far from the bit where I messed up where I was sat, don't have to re-record that bit, but yeah, you know, it's 
progress film when they knock it down when it's built that's when we'll know they will come build it um right we'll be back next week with stuff there's nothing else going on is there there's there's, there's transfers clubs are announcing players you know alex meller signed for castleford good luck to him good signing for for both parties uh warrington had just announced that paul vaughan who I would call, although he's played for Australia, state of origin, pilot of his career clearly was playing for Italy in the World Cup. Um, he's coming over and um, Jason Clark's going to France. So, yeah, there's going to be um, a fair bit more player movement or we're going to know a bit more about the player movement that's actually already been signed. So uh, looks like Leeds have got Justin Sangare for next year, which is an interesting signing. Becomes their third Frenchman in their history. Wow. If indeed he does arrive. Freddie Bonke, I think he played. One, one for the teenagers. Patrick Antin. Yeah. Eric Anselm. Yeah. Uh, and Sangare will be the third. He's obviously heard that Raymond Blanc has a restaurant in Leeds. Well, it's better than, you know, the chicken chop in Huddersfield, isn't it? So um, uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll, we'll catch you next week with a longer programme. It's too hot. It's too hot to do podcasting. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.